lounging, son. Welcome back to the Comic Lounge. My name is Ryan, and with me again, my boy Manny, talking our favorite books of the week for the week of, the, I guess, the first, February 1st was a new comic yeah. book day. Um, so a lot of good stuff came out. Why don't we do the books that we both have? Because we have okay. two of them, and we'll do those, and then we'll each do our, our individual kind of picks after that. That works. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up Savage Dragon, uh, two sixty three. I'm excited to talk about Savage Dragon. Not enough people talk about that book, um. So I was no man, and like I said, I before, said before we recorded, I was like, I forget who reads the book in the and like who I talk to and who I'm friends with because like especially in the kayfabe group, nobody really talks about this book unless you're in the Savage Dragon fan group that's on Facebook, um, which I am. Yeah, which I am too, but I just sometimes I don't pay attention too much to everything going on in there. I mean, Eric Larson is 263 issues deep. He's the only founding father of Image Comics that has stuck with his character and has continued to yep. do the book himself, with the exception of having letters and colorists. That's the only right. diff- that's the only thing he doesn't do. But I mean, he's writing and drawing. Um, it was on a little bit of a tear where he was just like. Yeah. You know, COVID, like he was pumping them out and then he hit a, he hit a little bit of a wall, you know, and I think. Yeah. Uh, Which he's been very, one of the things I love about his book and him is that he's very transparent about all that, you know, and like doesn't, doesn't really blame like, you know, anything. He, he, he was even on online and everything. He was like, yeah, I've hit a bit of a, a bit of a writer's block. So like, you know, he, he was just pushing his himself through it, but, but he, he got through it, man, you know, and, and this is, this issue is as good as any, so. So I'm yeah. looking forward to talking about it. And it, oh, yeah. it was nice yeah. to see. So when I looked at my poll list, uh, you know, uh, last week for this week, I was like, oh, shit, Dragon is back this week. Fuck yeah, bro. You know, like. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I think I told you, you asked me, like, if I, if I, I told you I didn't read any books yet. And I just, for some reason, I got busy. I didn't know everything that was coming out. I knew, like, a couple things. Like, I remembered that Flash, the one minute war, sp- or the one minute war special was coming out. And I think I knew that, uh like the Frazetta books were coming out this week, but like, I didn't realize Ant and Savage Dragon were yeah. both coming out. Cause they, it's been a little, like Ant has been yeah. a long time between issues. Um, which is I didn't get that. I mean, my, my shop just forgot to order me a copy. So he said he would get one for next week. I have the PDF from image, but uh, I haven't had a chance to read it. You know, I, as soon as I saw it, Dragon was coming out, that was like, okay, well one Larson book for the week is going to be Dragon then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if I had to pick the two, it was going to be Dragon. Yeah. So, um, like like we said, like I had talked to him during the 30th anniversary of Image, and I think that's when the 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 break in issues coming out was. I remember him saying that, you know, like that he's just got to push through it, you know, and and it's, you know, he that's the thing I love about the title, and you know, if you're not reading Savage Dragon, if you haven't really been following it, like it's a book that is in real time which is one of the things I really love about it. So we've watched the original dragon and now his son, Malcolm is the lead character. Malcolm's got kids and it deals with, you know, shit going on in the world too. Like yeah. tr- Trump being president pushed him to leave the United States. Right. Yeah. Um, And then dealing with COVID, you know, and that's kind of where we pick up. I, I know that the last issue came out, it probably a little over a month ago. I think it was 261 where it had the break for a few months where we didn't get any comments. Yeah. But you know, I I mean it opens up. I love I love the the nicknames that uh Max Seated Dragon call each other. I think it's yeah, just yeah. 
she calls him like chicken coop and then he yeah just, and, and there's a, think, there's one that made me really laugh hold on yeah. i think it's on the first or second page um what was it that she says she calls him dry rot that was the one yeah dry rot yeah he calls her meat grinder. I was only trying to yeah. help meat grinder. You know, I was like, what the like, it's just so random and like so nonchalant the way they're talking about it. But, you know, I think it like, so where, where it left off is like they were using his blood to help cure COVID. And it was making people explode. But I think that that's been going on for a long time, right? Like where his blood. Yeah. Like his blood not is like without uh, the antidote uh, that, that I guess helps nullify that, you know, because I think it did work for some people, but. Mm -hmm. I know they, they and Dragon is also great about catching you up in that old Marvel style with like notes from the editor or the writer at the bottom. So like, you know, the, um, it was a uh, they were trying to co uh, cure um, Sarah Horridus who who had COVID, mm -hmm. and uh, and she died from Dragon. Uh, I think she she I see that's what I remember. I think she died from COVID, didn't she? She did. And uh, if you haven't been reading Dragon, I mean, she's a character that's been in Savage Dragon from like the very beginning. I yeah, mean, one of the like very six first or something, right? Like, yeah, it was like Freak Force. I remember, like, he goes to her house and she's like chained up in the basement, in the bottom of her. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, this comic book has such a long history, you know? Like, there's uh -huh. so it's so. I mean, if I'm just talking about it on surface, I'll just like the world building that Larson has done over all this, all these years, you know, like it's just such a well thought out, like populated world of characters. Yeah. And I, you know, at first, like, like, I think there was a little bit of a break, like Savage Dragon is a book. If you're not sub to it, you might not see it on the shelves, you know, yeah. like, and that's, that was always my problem is I may not have stopped reading comics, but I didn't always have a pull list. So if I didn't, there's like large gaps of, of Savage Dragon. There's years. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. You, it's a book. If you want to read, you need to tell your comic shop you want it because a lot of them might not order it. It has a very niche like fan base. Yeah. But yeah. what's great about it is the people who love it are like feverishly into it, you know, and like like are, are willing to talk about it and like share their opinions online and everything like I mean, we had, a, I don't know if you got it, but like the uh, the Savage Fincast special that came out uh, of a course. few months ago. I mean, how many other fans of, of, of a particular title do stuff like that? You know, like, like outside not only, of the cage. Not only do they do it, but the fucking creator uses his platform to get it published. You know what I mean? By image. Because he's, he's, he's involved in that group. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's involved. He guest stars on their, on their podcast. Um, I've yeah. listened to a few episodes, but I didn't even know it existed up until maybe a couple of years ago. So like trying to catch up on all their episodes is going to, it's going to take some time, but you know, I've picked and choose to, and listened to a couple and it's cool that there is a podcast dedicated because there is like the dedication to Savage Dragon from its fans it's is great. Is probably unmatched. I think in current comics, I don't think you see these diehards, maybe Copra Copra's kind of close. I, I mean, I, yeah. I know Copra's fan group is pretty strong, but you know, Eric Larson, like, even if you just like, what I love is that, his art style at times, like if you look at the early Savage Dragon, you look at his Spider-Man, it's kind of changed here and there. Mm -hmm. I'm really digging. And I don't know if, I think this is partially to the, who's coloring the book right now, which the colorist is uh, Nico's, uh, I think it's Kutsis. I don't know. Kutsis, probably, yeah, that's how I would pronounce I, it. I hope I'm not butchering it. But I really love the the way that the art has been looking in the book. It probably yeah, kind of hard to he's see. He's also been experimenting with flattening the colors because he's yes. doing the same thing with Ant. And I'm not sure if on Ant it's also Mike Torres who's doing the flats, but 
It Larson's coloring ant though. Is he okay? That's right. Yeah, yeah but he, I think he's still using the same kind of flat, flatter, yeah, flattening. Yeah, which I mean, it it's nice to see that because I mean, one of my complaints with a lot of modern comics is like they're so overly glossy and shiny. The coloring, or like it's it it can be distracting, you know. Yeah. And th this issue has like, like uh, I want. I mean, let's focus a bit on the issue because uh, uh, we don't want to turn this. Yeah, into yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, for the if you haven't, you know, if you haven't been reading uh. Savage Dragon. This might actually be a good issue to start with because it's sort of it's sort of like a nice sort of a segue into a new storyline. Mm -hmm. And this one almost even works as a nice standalone because it really is about um, the character Mako, who you see in the cover, which is his like you know sort of. Actually, I wouldn't say he's a, it's his version of King Shark because I think Mako precedes the creation of King Shark. Yes, I'm not sure, You're but right. I think he does. It does. But he's very much a, a, a mutant like shark hybrid. And uh, he's been around the Savage Dragon title since the beginning. And uh, uh, lately, you know, King Shark has been trying to weasel his way back into the vicious circle. And I think even Mako. maybe soon come out. You call, him, you call Mako. Him King Shark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Mako's been trying to weasel his way into the into the vicious circle and even maybe assume leadership. Mm -hmm. And in this issue, Mako, like, goes hardcore, man. Like, one of the best things I liked about this issue was how it was, like, a return to, like, that sort of, like, a gory like fun that savage dragon was known for like this over-the-top violence which i mean you can't really call it disturbing because it's still sort of done in a kind of a, a a cartoony way but i mean you know mako is is um he's biting limbs off here like severing heads and mm -hmm. and uh doing all sorts of shit and the look at and, this uh, this panel like the hand he's ate the dude and the hand is coming out of the mouth yeah it's very jaws it's like there's a lot of moments here that reminded me of jaws and it's and it's cool because, like, you also in this issue, you also get to see like the dragon family on the beach on vacation. So you get a glimpse into like their 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 everyday life. Yeah. So it, like I said, it's it's a great issue if you've been wanting to read Savage Dragon, or you've been a lapsed fan and you haven't been keeping up with it because of the hiatus or whatever. Like, definitely get two sixty three, man. It it seems like Larson um, is back on a on a good schedule because uh, he addresses it in the letters page that he thinks he's pushed to the wall and uh, you know he sees sort of like a a long a long-term like you know like goal now with a title so i i'm assuming he's gonna start pumping it out regularly so that's that's fucking great to see it back on the stands and uh but yeah this issue has some great layouts uh some great art like uh i love the uh the attack scene man i mean look like some of those yes. panels and yeah it's just very energetic and it pops another panel i liked was when they go to the uh funeral for uh Peridus, and you get sort of like a clat like you know you see a lot of these pages in comics, like when it reminds it reminds you of like the Death of Superman page to the point where like I think maybe it is an homage to it because they're yeah they're you know like I I, I want to say I haven't seen that image in a long time but I want to say there is like like direct homages like you know you see you uh, you see uh, barbaric here like you know with his hand on his face and I think there was someone like that and yeah. I, I a character I love is barbaric man I mean I even have the action figure there on my shelf you know like I. Uh, he, he always was one of my favorites. Like, I love Freak Force, Spider dude. Yeah, it was it was a, it was yeah. a fun book. I, I recently got the entire run of Freak Force and read it. And, you know, I dug it. And like I said, I, I love all his characters. And I love that, you know, like they come in and out of the book. They're not always, they're never, yeah. you know, like it's, and it's, sometimes it's like seeing like an old friend, you know, like you're like, oh man, I haven't seen them in a while. And they're back in the book. The only person I didn't, you know, recognize, Jeremiah Youngblood. Is that a new character? I want to say he might. Yeah, I want to say he is. And, okay. uh, you know. So that I thought. The way he, thought, intru that, I the way he that introduces him makes me think he might become a regular, you know, because it seems yeah. like maybe 
he's trying to build like another team here because uh like you know slight spoilers this character seems to be wanting to recruit dragon to come back to the united states and, and right. go to i think it's san francisco yeah, uh, to, I, I love to, that he uh that he, called, he talked shit about the rent in california yeah, i was like healthcare and shit you yeah, know yeah. like when he said that isn't rent in california crazy expensive that shit made me laugh out loud because i you know like yeah. my fucking rent is expensive because i do live in california so hearing that was kind of funny and i live I in like, florida so it's the same shit over here you know like, yeah i like that he said yeah. that he named him young blood i feel like that's like a kind of like a subtle like nod to rob you know yeah. because like young blood cannot be in can't be a part of image anymore those characters yeah rob owned owned by rob. Owned, but yeah. yeah like you said the you know this is another like this double page Oh, dude, that one, yeah, it was just like Larson. He still got it, dude. He has never lost it. Like he is still producing some of the best art, I think, in comics. I think like his panel structure, um, his fight scenes are awesome, and he just the he character really, design, you know, like he balances like, like the action and the like. I don't want to call it slice of life because it's not, but like you know, no, the non super. Classic like yeah. soap opera elements that you yes. would see, and he balances and, like, the, all that perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you mentioned the letters pages. I think I I don't want to like forget about that. Um, yeah, you know, I love that he still does the letters pages. He's very interactive. I know that like he even goes so far as like an ant when that was coming in. He's like, hey, we're not getting enough letters. You know, like if you want mm-hmm. if you want to be in here, just send me a letter. You'll probably be in the book. So I think that that's kind of cool. But um, before I leave the book. Um, this new character, which I'm assuming is related to Mako because they think it's their son, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's no. like you can see the teeth and like I so I then I flipped back and I looked at Mako's fin and it looks like he could be related to him. I don't know. I don't yeah. know who the character yeah, you is. You know, what? I didn't pick up on that, but you're absolutely right because I was wondering where that character came from. Yeah. And now you mention it like, you know, the, the kid is smiling and he does have like shark like teeth. And, you know, he. He has been incorporating Mako more and more in the last few issues, so he's yeah. obviously building to something. So, and I know, like, uh, we're also going to be getting um, the story of Paul coming next issue because it says, oh, you that's know, right. next, I... the book of Paul. Yeah, a, Paul Dragon is his version of the dragon that you know he self-published way before he uh, he brought the character in the image, and uh, it's technically a different dragon. You know, it's not it's not the dragon that we read for many years. So it's cool that he brought him in. And uh, it makes it an interesting relationship because, you know, like it, it's it's like having your dad from an alternate dimension come to you. And, you know, Malcolm is dealing with that. So I'm super curious to see what, what he's going to do with, with Paul Dragon. But, yeah, right now is a great time to be reading Savage Dragon. man. I mean, it always is, obviously, because it's such a great book. But but definitely get on it now, man. This is, seems like like the hiatus might have given him a, a, a chance to sort of try and bring in new readers. So just put it on your pull list, man. If you like comics. Like you said earlier, he's literally the only image founding father that is still banging out the same title, doing most of it himself. So that alone is a feat that is worth checking out. So oh yeah, for sure. And I, I kind of want to talk about we'll probably talk about that issue too when it comes out because it's a, a great that that's another conversation that we could talk about that entire character, you know. Um yeah. and now that they're releasing these ultimate collections, um, I think I, I'm excited to you know see some of these things back in print and more readily available. So yeah, Savage Dragon is a great book, so go pick it up. Um, next book we're going to talk about is Quick Stops. If you know the freight, like what Quick Stop is, then you know who this book is by. It's by Kevin Smith. Uh, it's, it was a four-issue miniseries, so this is actually the last issue. 
of oh. this one. Each one has focused on his characters from his view of universe, as he calls it. Um, this the artist on this. Each one has had a different artist as well. So this one's Ahmed Rafat, I believe, and then uh, yeah, that's how I pronounce it. Okay. And the thing I love about this is like, you know, it's all black and white, which is how Kevin Smith, you know, he got to start black and white film, black and white comics were how those original comics that he wrote. Like, I think he did Jane Son Bob. Um, no, that was in Chasing color. Dogma. Chasing Dogma, but that was in color. But he did some clerks comics with Oni back in the day. Yeah. He did a Blunt Man and Chronic comic back in the day. Um, Jim Mafood drew some of those early clerks yeah. comics, you know, like so. It was cool to see him kind of come back. And I'll be honest with you, this wasn't my favorite of the four. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but but I wanted to talk about the book, which is why I, I picked it. I don't know if that's kind of why you did as well. Um, Same reason, we, yeah. Yeah, we weren't doing picks of the week when, when the other issues were coming out. So, um, I mean, it was a good issue. Don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. But I liked some of the other stories. So, like, and I felt like, those were stories that had been mentioned in the movies. And then we were finding out, you know, after the fact of like, you know, the backstory behind it, this one, I don't remember, you know, this takes place prior to clerks by like a couple mm -hmm. years, but the best part about it is that they're his characters. So like they read like the characters are supposed to read. It's not like, Let's say I wrote a fucking clerks comic. It's not going to feel the same. It wouldn't any other no. writer writing like Dante and Randall. You're not going to get that same vibe, you know, like and then the little like Easter eggs, the little like, you know, deep cuts that he throws in there. Yeah, I mean, I, at this point, I mean, and this is not a knock at it. Like, obviously, like a lot of Kevin Smith stuff is is really only for his fans. But that's OK. And he knows that and he kind of writes to that, which I think makes it very charming, you know. Agreed. And if, if you if you grew up like we did, you know, like with Kevin Smith being someone that helped you discover independent film. And, you know, once you found out his love for comics and like that just added to like his whole mystique and coolness. His comics are for you. And it's I, I love Dante and Randall, man. They're some of my favorite characters in pop culture. And any chance I get to see them interacting and see them back again, especially after the heartbreaking Clerks 3. I don't know if you uh, saw it, but of like, course yeah, I saw know, it on the I saw it on the road show. I, my buddy and I my buddy Mike and I went and saw it. And that's how I saw Jane Silent Bob reboot too. I and that's another thing. I mean, we that's a conversation for another day talking about his movies. But you know, that's that just goes into what you were saying. It's for his fans. So he does stuff like that where he takes his films. They're not a major theatrical release. He's doing it grassroots duties, like you know, just like taking it to city to city, and then he's interacting with the fans. You know, doing Q and As and him doing this. Like he did another book, Masquerade. I didn't finish it. I read the first issue. Um, this is the book I was excited for because, like you Same. said, it is for people like us, the the diehards, you know. The and ones... he's only doing it out of love because, I mean, you know, he he knows that this isn't going to be any kind of big mainstream hit, so he knows that like his fans are always starved for the View Askew verse and these characters, and like seeing them in comics form just makes sense because it's kind of bridging the two worlds that he loves the most. So I can't recommend it enough. It, like it, it, it always puts a smile on my face when I read the book and like you know to be in that world. So yeah, man, that's that's the reason I like it too. And it's a cute little story. They're all done in one. Yeah. And uh, you know, Dante and Randall still sound like Dante and Randall, and it's yeah. it's great to see them again, man. I, I love it. Yeah. And I, I you said I love that he picks like like these sort of like unknown artists to draw these books because like it's it's 
it just it, it gives it the feel of the indiness that he's always had in all of his work, whether it's his films or his podcasting or his comics. But mm-hmm. yeah, Quick Stops is great, man. Love oh it. yeah, dude, and, and like even throwing in like Gil Hicks from uh from Mallrats, and then yeah, he even uses that he uses that same line to try to pick up on Veronica. Who That's was, right. Like that that shit just made me laugh. Like he's like, what is what do you say? Oh. It'd be a lot different if you're going out with me. Like first, I take you shopping to the stores. You want shopping? That's literally <laughs> that is literally the line that he uses in Mallrats, and it's played by the same actor. It's Brian O'Halloran who plays him plays another Hicks character because he's Don. And then there's the, the other Hicks, I think, who's uh, the reporter in, in Dogma that that uh, is reporting outside oh, the church. I couldn't, okay, I couldn't. Yeah. remember. I couldn't remember if we've seen that other Hicks. All right, that that Who makes gets sense. Killed in Dogma, so you know, like we know yeah. he's gonna die too. And then, yeah. and then the running joke because you know, like uh, Brian, um, uh, is it Brian O'Halloran that plays uh that plays Dante? Yeah. yeah. He he plays all these characters, so there's that running joke like that all the Hicks cousins look exactly alike, you know, and. They're drawn exactly alike. Again, see, like you and I are both grinning ear to ear, and that's the feeling that this comic just gives you. Yeah. Man. You know, like it's 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 a nice little 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 snippet of like awesomeness, man. Yeah, and then and, like uh, you I said, can't, I can't recommend it enough. Any little bits and pieces that I can get from this world, like I'll I'll always buy them. You know, I'll probably still buy the hardcover when it comes out. Yeah, exactly. And it's great to film like this because I mean, you could also overly saturate this very easily and get sick of it, and and like. You get just enough of it every so often, every few years, that it's it's great, man. Yeah. When I my, saw that he was having an imprint on Dark Horse and that some of the books were, you know, as soon as I saw the title Quick Stops, I'm like, I'm fucking sold, bro. You, you, I don't need to know anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, add it to my pull list. I'm getting it, you know? like. Yeah. No, it's, um, I, I hope there's more. Yeah, I, know I hope that, there's more. I know that Masquerade, from what I've, I, I probably read it, I guess. It's not, I didn't hear him talk about it, but that that's the first arc. So it is going to come back. It, like it, that was four issues, but then it'll be for another one. But he didn't say anything about quick stops. Like this, this is something he could come in and out of, you know what I mean? Like, and there's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. you could tell. So like, like in so many things we've heard about in the other stories. And yeah, I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't even need to be called quick. Stops. I mean, he could do Jay and Son Bob really. Yeah, because yeah, they're not yeah. even really in the book. I mean, the only purpose, the only purpose they serve is to guard. Is to <laughs> it's the, and it's such it's, a like such a classic Jay yeah, like like yo the guy to, has the shit you know yeah, <laughs> to watch the quick stop so that they can both go to this reunion that Randall has no business going to but that he needs to go for for whatever reason and then he's like yeah I'll just have them watch he's like we can't have a watch a short he's like yeah he's just gonna stand outside and then <laughs> yeah, every, that's what every they do anyway. So like everybody that comes in, even like Veronica, who's coming to pick them up, like, oh, the quick stop guys got the shits. And then that's like, continue. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it is so funny. And then he yeah, just we're both laughing. Bro. That's the yeah. this is the reaction. Like the, the one we're having now is exactly what I had on my face when I was reading. It. So like, <laughs> no, it was, it was. I think this is the first book I read. No, it was. I read this and Savage Dragon last night. They were the two that were at the top of my pile. I already knew they were going to be my picks, and. You know, sometimes I'll be honest, sometimes I, I have a book like, you know, years ago when I was doing picks of the week and then even since you and I have started, like I'll put a book on my list in my head, like I'm going to talk about it and it doesn't always hit. This one was, you know, like it's just a small little short story, but it's funny, like even though issues before, like I, I would like to like talk about them with you. Like we'll do another video where we talk about them. We should do like a Kevin Smith video, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely do for sure. Because I, I loved it. And Randall... 
Randall's always been like one of my favorite characters. Like I'll yeah, I'll do, and my buddy that I work with is the one that went with me to Clerks Three, and I'll I'll put my hat down, you know, like where because he has it like that, and I'll just like come to the back of the kitchen. I'll do that. Stupid, <laughs> I'll do that stupid walk, and like it's, yeah. it's constant with the Kevin Smith like references. Like yeah. I'll I'll say a line, and like he'll finish it, you know, like and yeah. that's that's the thing I love about people that love Kevin Smith. If you love Kevin Smith, you love Kevin Smith. And if you know his work, you know his work and like those little intricacies of like, you know, the deep cuts, like I said, where you're like throwing out a line from Mallrats. If you you don't watch his movies, you're not going to pick up on that. And like, but it still reads fine, even if you have, yeah. you know, it's still a yeah. funny line. It's just like, if you know him, you know him. And um, I just I really dug this issue. I love especially because of the scenes with Veronica in Clerks 3, like getting to see her again here and like the beginnings of their relationship. I don't know. It was, it had like a little heartwarming like moment. Yeah, and too. how about the whole painting of the nails thing became a thing between them, which is like a, you know, a nice scene in the first Clerks. And like, again, yeah, he's he's like even world building a little bit, which is great, you know, like it's it's great. It's a yeah. lot of fun, man. And and like you said, I really hope we see more, more of USQ characters in little series like this because, if he's gonna be publishing books against the Dark Horse Man, like he's he's he needs to be doing that because his fans truly truly love it. Yeah, I'm and you know like and this will be a good segue, but like I really love what Dark Horse has been doing. You know, I like that. Well, obviously, they've always had the Hellboy stuff. They always had the Magnoliaverse. Um, but you know, after losing some of their licensed properties, you know, they are leaning back again more towards like the creator owned stuff and which I, is I what really, they were known for that's yeah. exactly that is what they were known for i just talked with a with um someone that used to work for a dark horse an editor-in-chief and stuff a huge huge editor over there and like talking about like the influx of like the licensed properties and how that affected some of the creators that were producing their creator own stuff saying like well i don't know if there's this place for me here anymore you know yeah because like, dark horse's identity was so wrapped up in that for a while especially star wars right like that's yeah what they were known for so it's cool to see stuff like this coming here i'm not exactly a fan of some of the stuff bendis is doing but even bendis like the new stuff he's doing but even like bendis coming on and doing his stuff through there and um you know some of the other you know burger books is there you know a lot of yeah. cool stuff that dark horse is doing so i think that it's cool to kind of see this almost, I don't want to say a revitalization because they've always had a presence, but it's cool to see this influx of new talent. Oh yeah. And I, how can I forget? Like their deal with comiXology. So all their stuff that like Scott Snyder's doing, all his books come through there. So that's got to like, that's propping them up again. And it's cool to see Dark Horse in a place like this. Kevin Smith choosing to do it through there where he could have, could have gone to Image, but I like that he's with Dark Horse and um, I'm excited for more stuff. And the reason I said it was a good segue is because I know what your next pick is. So yeah. Well, uh, my next pick is yet another Dark Horse book. It's Minor Threats. Uh, if you watched our um, our Best of 2022 video, you know that I picked this title as one of my favorite comics of the year. It's written by Patton Oswalt uh, and Jordan Blum. I mean, obviously, most people know who Patton Oswalt is, one of the best comedians we have going on now. Yeah. And Jordan Blum is someone that he's worked with. He's a TV writer, and they've worked on several things together, including the MODOK series for Hulu. And uh, the art is by Scott Hepburn and Ian Herring. And this is the final issue in the series. Uh, to give you a quick, uh, you know, synopsis, Minor Threats is about a bunch of B and C list uh, villains who get to, to get together and try to uh, track down the arch nemesis of this uh, character called um, the Insomniac, who's kind of like a Batman analog because uh, his uh, his 
partner had been murdered by the stick man and these characters are trying to find stick man and kill him because uh the uh, insomniac and the justice league kind of characters of this world are all going crazy hunting everyone down to try and find the murderer uh, and this issue wraps up the storyline, and I think there's going to be more, obviously, because of the way it ends. But, man, I wasn't prepared for how fucking brutal uh, this ended. I mean, there was always a lot of humor in the book, and uh, uh, I expected that, you know, considering who's writing it. And there's still humor in this, but it takes a pretty dark turn here in the end and, you know, uh, gets kind of serious. But it does not feel forced or, like, some kind of abrupt, like, tonal, like, tone deaf change like it it really works with the rest of the story and it actually works to sort of um further flesh out the characters and uh you know you realize how big of a threat stick man really is and it makes him such a fucking cool character like they've in these four issues they've created such a believable world man that you can't help but want to read more about it and uh i i know from following them on twitter and stuff that yeah they do have more planned in this and it's fantastic, man. The art is great. It, the story's fantastic. If you're a comic book fan, it's for you because you're going to recognize all the illusions. But again, if you don't know shit about comics, it's also a great read because like, it kind of stands on its own because it's characters that were solely created for this title. So it's its own universe. And it's great, man. I can't talk about it enough. And uh, I can't believe it's been only four issues. I wish it had been longer, but it also works as a very tight, concise storyline because honestly maybe any longer it would have felt padded and drawn out but it's great man pick it up definitely i love the cover you know like it's got kind of like the old school like corner box art which we don't see enough of in comics that's like one of my favorite things yeah and i'm glad they did that like old school marvel corner box art and um yeah man i i I don't want to ruin the pleasure of reading it but uh i know the um the collection before you were recording you said comes out in july so it's definitely june, be june, 20, june, june 21st june. is the exact date yeah you know like i want like i said before we recorded too like i wanted to pick up the issues and we only had issue two and three there was no fours left by the time i got to work yesterday and um i think i'm just gonna have to ask you know I, or when i get back to work i'm just gonna order the other issues because like i don't really feel like waiting till june and i'd really love to do an episode where we can talk more openly about the actual book because i know yeah. you're trying not to spoil it not just for people listening and yeah. watching, but for me but for you so yeah i did try i did i did try to catch up before we recorded but it just i didn't have the issues at the shop so um yeah and then, you know like i want to i want to mention this too is like this goes with kevin smith also pat oswald like usually you hear about people like celebrities right they're gonna write a comic or they're gonna put their name on a comic and you're just like like why like is this what what is the point are they even really a part of it but just like kevin smith pat nozzle is a comic book fan and he uh-huh. constantly talks about comics like he is not just trying to like do a comic book so that it can become another property you know what i mean like it's clear if you've been if you follow him on twitter especially he will tweet out about a comic book that he read and what shop I mean, he I, bought it at you know i started reading radiant black because of his constant tweets about how great the fucking book is and it really is and like you know you could tell and even i don't know if you ever saw the documentary the uh original kings of uh i think it's not not kings of comedy or, or the comedians of comedy which is a play on the on the kings of comedy it was like a documentary slash concert film with him and it. brian posen where it followed them around on tour and there's a scene where him and brian posen literally stop on the way to the tour at a comic shop wherever they're counter in because it's Wednesday and they're like, we need to get our fucking books. Like, I don't care that we're not at home, you know? Like, that's awesome. And like, that, yeah, yeah. So I was like, 
that's true fandom right there, you know. And he was he was a comics fan before he was even a comedian, you know. So it's just it's just something that's part of his DNA. Yeah. So him writing writing this comic is probably something he's always wanted to do, and that that is clear when you read it. Like he, yeah. you you cannot be a, a you can't write a book like this if you don't love comics. That's Agreed. that's all I can say. Agreed. And I think and before I talk about my last pick, I I knew he was a good writer, like good comic book writer. When I read, he did a. Um, it was in that Black Hammer anthology. He wrote a story yeah, in there. Dude, yes, yeah. That was really good. Really good. So, yeah, I'm excited to read Minor Threats. I'm excited to, like, once I read it, which I know I'm sure I'm going to dig, like, to get more of that. And, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, obviously, it's selling well, so. Maybe another video. Once you read yeah. it, tell me what another, you think. Another yeah. video. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so, my last pick is um, also something I talked about in our 2022 picks. It's uh, the new issue of Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer. By Opus, um, the writers Mitch Iverson, Isao, and Isaac Escorza, which are the artists from Last Ronin, are the artists on this particular art. Yeah, I keep forgetting to add that to my list because so, that, that alone is a selling point. So this one, it's you know, I like we were talking about sword and sorcery. There's not enough of it, I mean, or we were mm. probably talking about it before we recorded. Um, so it's really dope to to kind of have this monthly dose of it. Plus, I'm a huge, huge Frazetta head, um, and you know. Yes, I named the creators on this book, but I can't forget to mention like Sarah Frazetta, who has helped get this out, right? Like she is the one that's behind the scenes constantly like, you know, making sure her grandfather's name is, it's being done in a way that honors him, you know, and not done in a cheap way. You know, like the names of just the, like, just the cover artists that are like doing it, like, you know, like it just shows how much Frazetta is like loved. And reveres Simon Simone Bianchi, Frank Cho, Gabrielle Del Oro, David Finch, Joseph Michael Linzer, Dan Panosian, Bill Sinkevich. I mean, dude, dude, bro. I mean, that's like I mean? that's like a who's who, right? And like that's and like that's this isn't the only book. This is one of two books being published. Um, there's another book that came out this week. Also, um, Dawn Attack is 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 the other book. I know there's a third book that's going to be an anthology or a, a quarterly book. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love the fact that the Death Dealer Helm. It's almost like how you hear Venom talking to Eddie Brock. So it's kind of got that. And like, he just kind of like talks shit to him as in like Kerr is, is the, is the barbarian that's wearing the helm. And it's just like, th- there's an issue. Like I can't talk, I don't want to ruin it, but there was what an a issue. great content, man. What a great yeah, content. Yeah. The, there, so like the battles like in here are fucking really dope. Like he's fighting this like ice dragon and there comes a point where like, He's fighting it and it cuts his arm. It eats his flesh down to like the bone to where his arm is just a stump. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, I can. That's awesome. All right. So it's, and it's, it connects other Frazetta characters that were in like the paintings. Right. And there's even like, so it's this character, right. Which is another Frazetta character. And even as Kurt is standing there, he's like, you have uh, the death dealer talking to him like in his head and it's and he called, this is the line that made me made me laugh it's called he says this fucking burnout he's called that's what he's calling the sorcerer because there was an issue where like it was like a like a dude on like an acid trip it was really dope and then it obviously it like i said it's connected with other characters you have like the sea witch and you have the sorceress which are other characters that were done in paintings by frazetta and like the way that it's weaving random one-off like painting characters and making them 
integrated into this world has just been really fun to watch, you know? And I think that the way that, the way that they're um, having different writers, different artists kind of doing it, you know, like we had Thorne Grombeck who does stuff at Marvel. She's writing Thor right now. She did the Valkyries book. She wrote an issue with the Sea Witch, really good. Um, You had Michael, I think it's Morris, Mordecai. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. He's the one that's doing Barbarian at Vault. I think yeah. that, that writer. So he wrote an arc. So I think that while sometimes you can have different creators coming in, it m- makes it feel like disjointed. I don't feel that way with this book. And um, Frazetta's art just, it needs to, like, in and of itself, each painting tells a thousand tales, you know? Yeah. So dude, to, be yeah, able, to be able to take those characters now and, and tell them in this format, I think it was a no-brainer. And I think that they're... Yeah, it's like when you look at old Dracula paintings, like, I always knew there was a story there. And I'm glad that someone's telling the story now, you know? Like, you could just sense the 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 depth of the characters by the way that they were painted like they're 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 so iconic that there has to be a story yeah and i think that just like where the story has gone like i don't want to ruin it for you either um i know the first trade is out so like that's an easy oh, man, i'm picking it up this week then yeah yeah I'm that's gonna, an easy order. way to catch up and like uh, another video right there you know you yeah, want me talking some death for sure, so um it's i don't want to spoil anything other than than what I've said already, but it is a really good book. The quality, the paper stock, the paper, everything about that. Like this is all stuff I pay attention to, especially with indie comics. I mean, you look at these companies that are not as big as like, let's say Marvel and Marvel's paper quality has really fallen like down. Oh, you yeah. know? So I do pay attention to stuff like that. And I think that um, it's just such a good book. It's such a untapped um, genre in comics right now, like that we're not getting. And, I guess it's not for everyone, you know, like maybe the sword and sorcery isn't for everyone, but I do think that it has a place in comics much. Absolutely. You know, there's so many genres that we've kind of, that have fallen to the wayside, you know, and I think that there is enough fans out there that, you know, would pick this up. I mean, obviously it's issue nine, it's still going. So I know it's stopping with issue 15 and then it's going to come back in whatever form. I'm not sure, but um, it's really dope. And like I said, this is the other book that, uh, plastic is hard to see but this is the other book Don attack by jody hauser and uh diego yapur and uh just a lot of dope stuff being published by that company and i'm excited for more frazetta stuff uh, that that's it yeah i, I can't say i, I love i love frazetta i got that Toshin book and that's yeah. a book that i think is fucking yeah dude so i've always, I loved frazetta since i was a kid and seeing his art on paperbacks you know so yeah yeah, so it's definitely definitely worth checking out. Like I said, and and because of the way the arcs are, you can jump. You don't have to start at the beginning. Um, you can kind of jump in wherever. I mean, you probably want to jump at least. I would say with issue eight, eight was the beginning of this arc. I think ten will conclude it. Um, they're short arcs, so definitely worth picking up. And like I said, the trade is out, so hit up your local awesome. comic shop and pick that trade up. That's that's yeah, all man. I got for this that's week. Yeah, me too, man. You know. This year so far has been uh, good. I think we said it when we did 2022 that 2023 was looking good. And so far, it has not disappointed. So I'm definitely stoked for everything coming up. I know there's a couple books coming out next week. Um, I can't remember exactly what, but I remember seeing it so that I really wanted to talk about. So um, if you're not already following us, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm going to drop Manny's links down below. The Comic-Con links are down below. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, come back next Friday. We'll have our new batch of weekly picks. And on that note, we're out. All right. See you next week, guys.